We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready? Down! Put, 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 put! This is the Bear Report Podcast. With Zach Pearson, Zach Pearson, and Aaron Lemming, Aaron Lemming, providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears. Go Bears! Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming. What's up, Bears fans? Welcome back to the Bear Report YouTube channel. Usaid Koshal and Zach Pearson here. You can follow us on Twitter at Usaid Koshal and at Zach Pearson. That's Z-A-C-K underscore Pearson. The Bears hit the practice fields for the second consecutive day. We had a lot of action going on at Hatless Hall. If you thought Tuesday and Wednesday were busy, Thursday really seemed to be busier. Before we get into all the action, make sure you've dropped a thumbs up on this video. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel as well. Keep up with everything that's happening here at the Bear Report. We're providing some of the most comprehensive coverage of your Chicago Bears. Zach, how you doing today? I know you were on the ground at Hallis Hall today, so take us through just everything that happened. Yeah, no, I'm doing good. Yeah, today was the first open practice um, for the fans. Um, obviously, Wednesday was the was the first overall practice was just media. But yeah, I mean, to get right into it, the biggest storyline for today was we got out there and Tevin Jenkins was not at practice. And, you know, he's been working with the second team at right tackle for the last six practices of OTAs in the offseason. And then the first practice on Wednesday, he was with the first or the second team right tackle. And he also got reps at left tackle. So we go out there today and, you know, a bunch of reporters noticed that he wasn't there. And, and kind of the thing to note is Adam Johns said that he saw Tevin Jenkins in the parking lot before practice. Um, and when we got out there, he just wasn't there. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting because you look at it, and, and I thought after watching Jenkins on Wednesday, the way they were using him, you know, he was going to be their primary swing tackle. And that tells me he got demoted to the second team. And there is something with Larry Borum um, being the first one to get reps at right tackle with the first team. You know, Riley Rafe and uh, Braxton Jones were splitting tackles with the left – or splitting reps at the left tackle. So, for me, it's like – okay, Jenkins is probably going to be your primary swing tackle. And now to see him not there, um, it's a little interesting. And 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 here's the kicker of it all. Matt Eberflus is not talking every day after practice. He's going to talk every other day after practice. And he pretty much told the beat that if there was an injury or something was going on, you know, he'd make his best effort to come in and talk to us. That didn't happen today with Tevin Jenkins. He spoke on Wednesday 
So he didn't speak today. So we have no clue what's going on. Um, we'll know if Tevin Jenkins at practice before Matty Berflew speaks again tomorrow. So it's just kind of like one of those things where the Bears aren't doing Tevin Jenkins any favors. Um, we can't really report on things. And so he's either A, hurt, or B, something happened where maybe he just needed a, a, a mental checkout day where he just didn't wasn't there. And, you know, I don't know. But either way, this is outside of the offense of Justin Fields. This is the biggest storyline right now early on in training camp. Yeah, you mentioned – Tevin Jenkins, just my quick thoughts here. I mean, we have to, I think, turn the calendar back 365 days almost and just look at everything that happened where the Bears, he fell out of the first round last year in the 2021 NFL draft. The Bears traded to a second round pick as well as a third round pick to trade up to 39th overall to grab him. He was labeled a top 20 player, and it's just been such a murky start because the Previous regime mishandled his injury, and then all of a sudden surgery was a last resort when probably back surgery should have been a first resort. And now he's in a situation where he played six games last year, started one or two of them, but he just hasn't been able to kind of live up to that expectation. Now, 50% of you could attribute to the previous regime mishandling everything. The other 50% of it is that, you know, the back injury, I think, is a legitimate concern here, especially because he's so young. So the Bears could be playing it safe. But the fact that he was kind of out there on Wednesday and not even present on the practice field today kind of makes you wonder what's going on. I know that the handful of times I've been up to Howitt's Hall, what happens is when there's a couple of players that are injured, you know, you usually see those guys working off to the side with the trainer or someone of the athletic staff. I don't think anyone saw that with Tevin Jenkins today because he just wasn't out there so it's certainly a major storyline to monitor but just moving on from that I mean this was the first time that we had an opportunity since I believe it's mandatory minicamp in June so it's been about five to six weeks that we got to hear from offensive coordinator Luke Getze and you know Luke is certainly I think one of the most intriguing coaches on this staff because He's seen the Bears twice a year for the last couple of years, dating back to his time in Green Bay. He had an excellent comment about how Darnell Mooney's so versatile, can move kind of all over the place, and is ready to take a step forward. But really, I think what Luke's biggest talking point today was just all about how the offense isn't where it needs to be. Yeah, no, yeah, well, I'm not. Go ahead. Play, yeah, play the clip. Yeah, so here's a quick clip from uh, Luke Getze on the lack of execution. No, yeah, I'm not. This is we're just we're just getting started, right? We're just getting back at this thing. Um, <clears throat> for me, it's the lack of execution that 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 I'm focused on right now. That's what pisses me off more than anything is right now is is getting getting that stuff taken care of and getting that out of there, and guys knowing what the heck to do so then we can can talk about stuff like that as you get going. Yeah, and, and what he's pretty much talking about there is the false starts. Um, it's nothing with, like, the quarterback play or anything like that. It's There was a lot of false starts, and there was a lot of drop passes today. And, you know, Getze is pretty much saying right there that, you know, that they got to get this they got to get this right. I mean, they've had all offseason with OTAs and offseason, um, you know, the mandatory minicamp and things like that. And when you come out, I counted, I think it was like three or four um, false starts that he had, uh, that the Bears had, and that's pretty much what he's talking about. And it's, um, you know, it, it's, it's frustrating because 
this was the biggest negative from today. I mean, everything else was good. You know, obviously Tevin Jenkins wasn't there. Lucas Patrick suffered a, a, an injury, what we think now is a thumb injury, um, and, you know, had to be carted off the field. He wasn't technically carted off the field. He was walked off the field and he was carted back to the locker room because it was a long way to the locker room. Everyone carts off the field after practice. Um, so, yeah, you know, with Luke Getze, it, it, it's um, – I understand the frustrations because, you know, they're trying to shuffle these guys in and out on the offensive line. They're trying to get in sync here um, with their offense. And, you know, these are the days to do it because the pads are going to come on next week. It should be Tuesday, I believe, will be pad day. Um, and they want their guys out there and, and they want their guys, you know, in a, in a rhythm and in sync. And, and you can't do that when you have, you know, guys false starting. And he had another quote about this as well. It was later on in the interview. And, you know, to kind of sum it up, it was pretty much coach created really good situations for us. So what we've done and what we've done situational football, but we've done kind of isolated those situations. Um, you know, coach did a good job of putting them into the middle of practice spontaneous so the guys didn't have a chance to prepare. Um, and those were great reps. And then, you know, he says, we, you saw that we jumped twice and those were two false starts early in practice during the situational 11 on 11 type stuff. Um, but then, you know, he says it come back a third time and they executed really well. He wants to get over the hump of, you know, making those mistakes. You can't be jumping twice like that and then come back with the third rep and, and be good. You need the, the first rep to be good. So, yeah, I mean, I understand his frustrations. You know, he did sound like the team, the offense needed to kind of get to a better place now. Our defense is the better unit right now. I mean, it's plain and simple. The defense is the better unit out there at at, at, at how it's all in training camp. Will that be the case with the pads on? Um, I don't know. We'll have to see. But, you know, the offensive struggles and the offense not getting on the same page really can't be attributed to just the defense being the better unit. It's got to be the offense has to be sinking you know, more in sync than where they are right now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, we don't have to take it back to the Matt Nagy days to know that Luke Getzey's kind of saying and doing and tackling the exact opposite of everything that the Bears sucked at over the last couple of years on offense. But what I think sticks out to me regarding Luke Getzey's comments is this, is that there's such an attention to detail, right? Because you have, there's these videos that circulate all over Twitter, I think every single year almost of so-and-so making a leaping pass or a leaping grab or quarterbacks doing great. Like today, I think 
the one that was circulating was Justin Fields connecting with Cole Komet and then beating Eddie Jackson. Everyone's kind of getting hype over that, but that's only one rep of, you know, hundreds that are to come over the next six to eight weeks. And so you look at that and you say, you know, the highlight reels that we see all over social media are great, but the reality of the situation is that, you know, the bears need to play good situational football. They need to go ahead and they got to get this stuff like the fall starts under control. And then, you know, you just see, I think some of the shuffling that exists regarding the offensive line. Like we knew the bears were going to ease Riley Reeve, Michael Schofield into things, but Braxton Jones is a name that I'm sure you've looked at and, you know, have kind of been impressed with because he's someone that the Bears really seemingly are high on. And then you've got Sam Mustafer working at right guard too. So I think right now for the Bears, just along the offense in general, there's a lot more moving pieces. Whereas I think you compare it to the defense, and I think the advantage that the defense has compared to the offense is that the defense does at least have more veteran leadership that's played at a high level, right? So you're looking at Robert Quinn, obviously, and then you have Eddie Jackson as well. And then you have a couple guys here that are in their first year, but they've kind of been leaders and have played at a high level with other teams like defensive and Al-Qudin Mohammed, another name's defensive tackle, Justin Jones. So, you know, I think the veteran experience on defense right now is certainly making a major difference. Whereas on paper, if you look at the Bears, I mean, there's really only three or four players on the offensive side of the ball that were starters last year that are back this year. That's Justin Fields, Darnell Mooney, David Montgomery, and Cody Whitehair. You could argue number five is Cole Komet. But the point is, is that there's the offense is such a major work in progress right now because of the rampant turnover. Yeah, and you know, the thing with Braxton Jones is I don't think he'll be the starting left tackle come week one. I think there's kind of slowly easing Riley Reef um into it, and that, that doesn't make sense. Um, but that doesn't mean that Braxton Jones, you know, can't be a legit player in this league. I mean, I've been impressed with them since he kind of took over that that number one left tackle spot over the final six practices of OTAs and mandatory minicamp. And he's kind of got like that, you know, he's a very smart guy, first off, and we've gotten to talk to him. He understands the game, and he knows it's not just, you know, physical strength that's going to get him by. He's got He's been studying, you know, the quote-unquote um, the, the whiteboard, the chalkboard, where he needs to know where his assignment is. He needs to know where he has to be on every play, who he's supposed to block, things like that. And he, and he asks a lot of good questions about that. Now, you know, while I don't think he's going to be the starter week one, I think he's going to be their eventual plan at left tackle. And I think it, it might benefit him from learning from some veterans. And now that Tevin Jenkins is, we don't know what his situation is, um, this opens up a door for someone like Braxton Jones to get some some more reps here. And, yeah, I've, I've been impressed with him, and I think he's a player that to keep an eye on here um, as training camp goes on. Another thing that kind of stood out to me today, um, being out there and, and, you know, yesterday as well, were the two rookies in Jaquan Brisker, safety, and um, defensive back Kyler Gordon. And the thing with both of them is, you know, we see – Kyler Gordon is, is DB2 or just an, a boundary corner. We see Jaquan Brisker is just a strong safety, but they've kind of been all over the place. You know, Brisker's done some work on the outside as a corner in certain packages. Um, Kyler Gordon's played a lot more in the slot than I thought he, than I thought he would. Tavon Young and Thomas Graham are the two that are kind of battling out, you know, for the slot. Thomas Graham wasn't there today, but Kyler Gordon – 
you know, got some of those reps inside. And he talked about it after practice. He says he's comfortable there. He did it at Washington. Um, and he's fine playing the nickel. And he kind of joked, you know, someone asked him, well, you think you're too big to play the nickel? Because usually slot receivers are, are, are smaller, they're quicker, they're faster. And slot corners are, are kind of the same size. They're not really, you know, bigger corners like you see on the boundary. And, and he joked, and he's like, no, nah, you know, he doesn't think he's too big. He kind of laughed at it. Um, he enjoys doing it. Now, the Bears asked him to play a little in the slot going into training camp, and he also did it in, in the offseason OTAs as well. Does that continue, though? I, I don't know. Um, if someone like Kendall Vildor or you know Duke Shelley or someone else on the boundary kind of um, uh, established themselves and, and Gordon established himself in the slot, I could see that. But I, I think what's going to happen here is the Bears are going to go with their base package of two linebackers, essentially, and a lot more nickel corner than people want to think. I, I think that the, the nickel package is used so much more often in these NFL days. You have to have a good nickel. And then, you know, to, to kind of wrap up this thought, Brisker, we saw him in the box. I saw him come off the edge and get a pressure. He's kind of all over the place. And I think he makes Eddie Jackson play better too. Having that kind of true strong safety is going to help Eddie Jackson here down the line. Yeah, Brisker – you look at right i like to think of him as basically being you know like a linebacker that's playing safety because he's just that freakishly fast he's that physical you know he i think is someone that we're going to talk about in a couple of years is really being one of the tone setters and leaders of the defense that poles and eberflus are eventually building you know you look at kyler gordon and what i like about kyler gordon is that we know he's a phenomenal cornerback number one he Probably both of these defensive backs, by the way, Gordon and Brisker, would have been first-round picks had there not been a run on wide receivers and offensive linemen towards the end of round one in the 2022 NFL draft. But what really matters is this more than anything is that Gordon's just such a phenomenal athlete that kind of the athleticism he brings allows him to move both inside and outside with ease. So you look at that and you say, you know, the Bears pitcher at cornerbacks a bit complicated here and it's not complicated because they're trying to figure out just what they want to do best and what works for the team because I think quite frankly what could work best for the Bears is Jalen Johnson and Gordon on the boundary and then you just figure out nickel between Tavon Young and Thomas Graham Jr. but it's complicated because you know if you have Johnson we know Jalen Johnson's playing on the boundary let's just say Kyler Gordon's inside then you're kind of faced with the conundrum of who exactly is going to be on the boundary opposite Jalen Johnson and Kendall Vildor showed last year that he should not be playing there. Duke Shelley's had his opportunities over the last couple of years, but he's never really been anything that you could consider being a starting caliber corner. And so then, you know, Thomas Graham Jr. Again, did impress there and, you know, Graham Jr. Spending a couple weeks this offseason training with Jalen Johnson, I think really goes a long way towards him having an opportunity to really make a name for himself. You look at Tavon Young, who the last three seasons dealt with, I believe it was neck injuries and then had two torn ACLs in back-to-back -back years on opposite knees. So a change of scenery certainly benefits Tavon Young as well, who's just 28 years old, by the way. So there's... I think a lot of potential here for this cornerback room and just his secondary in general to quickly become one of the best in the NFL.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Well, the thing about Savon Young is when he's healthy, he's a good slot corner, and he's shown that. The problem is he just can't stay healthy, and that's why he's not with Baltimore anymore. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be – the the way I see Kyler Gordon playing the slot this year on a consistent basis is if someone else steps up on the on the outside opposite of Jalen Johnson. If they don't have anyone and they're struggling out there, it's going to be Kyler Gordon. But, I mean, we're going to see packages, a lot more nickel, a lot more dime now in, in this 4-3 defense with the extra defensive backs out there. And that's just kind of how the NFL is trying to go right now. I mean, all the offenses are air attack offenses – Throw it when they want to throw the football with a nice, you know, run game. So uh, when looking at what Matt Eberflus wants to do, I can see it. I mean, I, I I can see Kyler Gordon in the slot in some situations. I don't think he'll be the full time starter or solution there, just because you know so far some you know Kendall Vilder and 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 um, and uh, Duke Shelley and, and guys like that really haven't stepped up. Now Lamar Jackson had a great day today. He he was one of my standouts with a PBU and an interception, but that's not enough to warrant him being the number one starter. So, yeah, we'll have to see. And plus, you know, Young or Graham are going to have to come in and, and win this nickel job too and show. And I think the Bears secondary could be a strength this year. Um, and it, it's kind of a position that people are not really paying attention to as a strength. You know, I think Jaquan Brisker compliments Eddie Jackson better than haha clinton dix did or Tashawn gibson ever did and he's kind of just like a, 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 a not a better i want to say he's kind of like an adrian amos type at strong safety and i think you know you know we could be talking about him potentially being a pro bowl player back there along with eddie jackson i think that opens up a lot of things for this bear secondary it certainly does and it's amazing how last offseason secondary was kind of one of the weaknesses and question marks because the Bears only had two legit DBs in Johnson and Jackson. This year it's honestly one of the strengths of the entire roster and something that is going to be a strength throughout the 2022 season. But before we get out of here Zach, the Bears have two more practices scheduled for this week. I believe it's Friday as well as Saturday. Give me one thing you're watching yes. for. Yep between both of those practices or just something on Friday, something on Saturday? I mean, the obvious thing is going to be Tevin Jenkins situation, but that's kind of too easy to, 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 to say. Um, so, I mean, I guess, you know, for tomorrow's practice, I'm kind of looking again at the wide receivers, um, you know, which one can kind of break out uh, outside Darnell Mooney. It hasn't been great. Like we saw some clips of the one-on-ones. Byron Prinkle made a good catch. Um, Daz Newsom made a good catch. And then, um, there's another wide receiver that had one. I can't think of the name right now. Um, or no, Valus, it was Valus Jones that had a good route and a good catch on 
Kyler Gordon. But other than that, you know, Nikhil Harry kind of struggled in his, in his, you know, second practice here with the Bears. So I'm going to look at which wide receiver can kind of step up because I still think it's wide open. I, I think it's Mooney, and then I think after that it's going to be Pringle um, and Velas roster locks. I don't know which one will be the number two and number three, and I think Nikhil Harry's probably going to make it. But they might have two more spots, and so far no one – has really stepped up for those two spots. Come, could come down to special teams. You know, then like Saturday, I'll give you another one. Um, excuse me. I, I'm, I'm going to be looking at the offensive line combinations again, what they do. Will Michael Schofield finally get those full first team reps at right guard because it's been Sam Mustafer. I don't think the Lucas Patrick injury is serious. Um, you know, it sounds like he might miss a practice tomorrow or, or, or maybe another one on this weekend. Uh, if it is serious, Who's going to be the center? Do they move Stan Mustafer back there? Do they give Doug Kramer all the reps? Does Schofield, you know, then slot in at right guard full-time as well? There's a lot of moving pieces. You know, if Tevin Jenkins is back, will he go to right guard? Will he get a shot at right guard? So, yeah, I mean, obviously the Tevin Jenkins situation, I'd look at wide receiver and I'm going to look at offensive line again. Yeah, you know, for me on Friday, as I will be at camp tomorrow, you know, the one thing I'm looking for is just how exactly do some of these defensive linemen play, right? Because that's a positional group that you look at this offseason, and there was so much turnover on the defense in general, but more specifically the front seven, you know, out with Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman, Bilal Nichols, kind of in with Justin Jones, Al-Quadeen Muhammad. You know, Dominique Robinson is a player that I'm really intrigued by simply because he's relatively new to playing defensive end. But ultimately, he's just so raw and has so many tools and traits as well as the athleticism needed to kind of develop into a solid pass rusher. And then for Saturday, you know, I'm going to take a bit of a different approach here. You know, the running backs really have not gotten a lot of love through the first couple of days of training camp so far. We know what David Montgomery is. He could easily have 2,000 yards from scrimmage if the offensive line can put it together this season. Khalil Herbert burst onto the scene last year, a really hard, smart, instinctive runner. But specifically, I'm looking at running back depth, right? I want to see what seventh-round pick Tristan Ebner can do this season because he's a player that you look at, and I think he's drawn comparisons to guys like Tony Pollard being a Swiss Army knife. He's kind of played all over the field in high school, settled down and played returner and running back throughout his time at Baylor. And now kind of with the Bears, I think the Bears don't have a running back three, but I would not be surprised to see a guy like Ebner fill that role because he's a hard runner, but I also think he's got, you know, really good hands as well. So you're looking at someone that could easily develop into a solid weapon and contributor for the offense. Anyways, sorry, so I was stuck on mute there. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're good. Go ahead. Um, yeah, no, no, and I, I, I noted Ebner, um, you know, in my notebook today, he was quick. He got some reps there with, uh, as a third string. So, yeah, I mean, you know, he running back is a, is a position to watch, and I think that's going to be more of um, – it's just it, – it's more of the when the pads come on because it's really hard in those trenches to kind of judge a lot of these guys. When the pads come on, it'll be – yeah, it'll be um, a little easier to judge. 
All right. Anyways, guys. So before we get out of here, make sure you're following myself and Zach on Twitter. That's at Usaid Koshal at Zach underscore Pearson. That's E A C K underscore Pearson. Check out Bear Report on Facebook at Bear Report Scout on Twitter at Bear Report. Check out our NFL Draft and College Football podcast at Pick Four Polls. Make sure you are going to the main website. We put the link in the description of this video. Check out everything that we've got going on, bringing you coverage from Hallis Hall every single day throughout training camp as well as the season and make sure you hit that subscribe button as well as thumbs up on this video we're gonna see you guys next time probably sometime next week to kind of recap more training camp but until then bear down and peace out the headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place the elites in charge say everything's fine stop noticing but you know better And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com